0: Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.
1: Well, last week it was uh, a chat with uh, the great Tom Flavin, executive chef at the Strand Hotel about Christmas dinner.
2: Preparing your turkey the day before. It's nice to put it in a brine so that you get it nice and moist. The salt in the brine, it's just about 10% salt and water in a big Bucket or a big basin, if you have, um, soak the turkey in the fridge if you have room for it overnight, for like twenty four hours in this brine. The water and the salt will get straight into the core of the turkey. Leave that drain off the next day. But when you're preparing that the day before, you can take the giblets, like the neck and the gizzard, and the, you know some trimmings, the wing tips, a little bit of the legs. Some of the times they leave a little bit of the bone on. Roast these in separately in a tray until they're brown. So you want them nice and golden brown all around. And then you add that to a pot of cold water and you bring it to the boil slowly. But into that, you can add what we call mirepoix vegetables, which is just carrots, leeks, celery, and a few herbs, some onion, a little bit of garlic. And bring that to the boil slowly. Bring it to a simmer. As it simmers, all the fat will come to the top. Just skim the fat off the top and add a few spoons of tomato puree. And just leave that bubble away for about three or four hours until you get a nice stock then that has loads of flavour from the turkey. Then when the turkey is cooked, to that you'll add the juices from the tray. Again, you'll be skimming the fat from the top again because when the, as the turkey cooks, depends on what you put into it. I like to rub a bit of duck fat on the outside of it or butter. Just skim the fat from the top of the stock. Reduce it down to a sauce consistency. You can thicken it a little bit with um, corn flour if you wish. And add a few more herbs, red wine towards the end. That's perfect for a turkey gravy. Very, very simple. And usually people will be throwing out the giblets. You know, not a lot of people eat that now, but it's gorgeous for
1: your own turkey stock. That was Tom Flavin there, executive chef at The Strand. So what goes with it drinks-wise? Uh, well, delighted uh, to have James Walsh from Fine Wines in Limerick on the line to help us out. Good morning to you, James, and a happy Good Christmas Good morning, gift. Joe. How are you? Merry Good. Christmas to you too. So wine is often a go-to for adults with their Christmas dinner. So what reds or whites complement the traditional turkey and ham combo? Well, do
0: this- the whole thing about the uh, Christmas dinner, it's got so many different flavors. You can have anything with it. I mean, from a white point of view, a nice big Chardonnay, you know, something from uh, Australia, when we have the on the Ambala, a lovely organic oak Chardonnay. It's got lots and lots of flavor. Or something nice and crisp, like a Macon Looney from the Burgundy region. Um, with the reds, my personal preference has always been Pinot Noir. It's just one that's got a little bit of acidity and it helps cut through all the fats and lots and lots of fruits coming through on it, which complements you know all the cranberries and everything else. Mm. And then an alternative would be a great Cote d'Auron one called, we have a one called Delas, which is a stunning 2018 uh, Cote Um It's just got lots and lots of blackberries and plum flavors coming through on it. And it's absolutely gorgeous. These are, you know, these are great,
1: just great drinks. And James, you know, all the young people will talk about prinks, won't they? Is that what they call the pre-drinks? Um, but So let's <sighs> as, let, let's assume that that's what's happening um, in your home before <laughs> you actually have... Well, it
0: does. Your, as we discussed <laughs> last year, it does with me. Uh, my breakfast morning is smoked, a good smoked salmon with some lovely scrambled eggs and some brown bread toasted. And I have a glass of bubbles with that. And, you know, it, there's nothing better to start that morning off. I mean, this year is a tough year for everyone. They're going to be up by themselves... There won't be so many visitors dropping by. So I recommend that you you treat yourself and you enjoy your day. So you start off with a glass of bubbles with your breakfast. Now, you don't drink the full bottle, but you definitely have a glass or two.
1: And And is that Prosecco? Is it champagne? Is it Cava?
0: um, Personally, I stick with Cava. Prosecco is drank weekly at the moment from what we see. And I think, you know, if you can go for the champagne, go for the champagne. But the great thing about Cava is Cava was uh, discovered. Basically, a uh, Spanish baron went to Champagne a couple of centuries ago and saw how they were making it and decided to write, I'm going to copy that. And he came back to Spain and he basically makes, you, they make the wine the same way they make Champagne.
1: Right. And
0: it's half the price. Yes. We've won now the Monca Peralda. It's one that will be taking home with me and it's 20 euros a bottle. It's, it beats a lot of the what you would call the cheaper Champagnes out there in flavor and structure and in bubbles. It's very important. The smaller the bubble, the better the champagne, they say. And it's lovely and crisp and dry. And you can use this later on for, you know, maybe a champagne cocktail before lunch.
1: You know, why
0: not but enjoy a, yourself? And what
1: would go in a champagne cocktail now, James Walsh, from Fine Wines in Limerick? A champagne cocktail is one of the simplest ones
0: to do. You get a cube of sugar, a couple of drops of Angostura bitters on top of that, and you put that into the champagne flute. You top it up with champagne, and then you add a small little dash of cognac. Lovely. And you sit back and relax with that. And it's absolutely gorgeous.
1: And if you're not going down the bubbles route before dinner, what would you suggest?
0: Well, you've got lovely, crisp, um, burgundy whites. You've got fabulous New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. We've won Noua at the moment, which is around €14. Euros, and that's absolutely gorgeous. It's not your traditional New Zealand in your face, you know, big, big on the nose and... Too much, sometimes too much on the on the pot. So you get that serious zing at the side of your your cheeks like a sherbet. And it's a lovely, soft salmon Blanc. And that works so well, even with the starters. You've got your smoked salmon starters. You've got your prawn cocktail starters. You've all sorts of different starters. And it works so well with that.
1: Um, craft beers, I mean, are they making an appearance around Christmas time?
0: Absolutely. And we support Irish craft beers 100% within our company. You know yourself, we do the Kinnegar range from Donegal, which is great drinkers. Then you've got the fabulous uh, Limerick beers, such as Treaty City. Uh, I mean, their Harris Ale would work so well with the starter and their and Red Ale. Then with the main course, you know, they match perfectly with foods. These, you know, the craft beers are made for actually sitting down having a bite to eat with. and uh, They work very well. Then you've got Western Herds up in North Clare or West I should say, I got given out for that one before. They drink very, very nicely. And there's all sorts of different styles. You have your stouts, you have your red ales, you have your IPAs, you have your double IPAs, which I wouldn't really start the morning off with because they can be up around 9%, 10% alcohol. I would save those for later on in the evening.
1: Yeah, that is one thing you need to watch out with craft beers, isn't it? You need to check yeah. the alcohol content because it can vary significantly.
0: Absolutely. And because of the quality of these beers, and same with wines, because of the quality, you don't notice the effect of the alcohol. Yeah. You don't feel the alcohol burn on your throat. These are very, very well-made beers, and there's what we call balance in these products. Uh, And And balance uh, is very important.
1: And craft beers are heading in the direction of things like... Uh, tropical punch beer and, and all sorts now.
0: Absolutely. There's quality out the Guys are experimenting with different hops and different flavour structures. I mean, we had a fabulous one in lately from Treaty City, which is a watermelon uh, wheat beer. And literally, all they do is they're putting the watermelon into the in, in with the beers to actually give flavour structure. And it's just wonderful. Yeah.
1: Um, we're chatting to James Walsh from Fine Wines about what to drink uh, over Christmas and then if you haven't had enough at that point maybe <laughs> after <laughs> dinner then you know as the evening progresses what yeah. would you well you I
0: recommend? mean you've got things for example well you've got also you've got the dessert remember that yes so with the dessert then you've got things like well, what we call stickies which are dessert wines and this is things like sauternes or tokai and then we've got a fabulous one from New Zealand uh, called Grey Wacky which is a Pinot Gris and what they do is they leave it on the vine, and the vine gets the mold uh, the grapes get this gray mold, and they suck all the water out, and then they actually use the juice, which is now a really, really sweet liquid liquid, and they make a fabulous wine from those. Uh, you've got your ports for after dinner with your cheese, you've got the late bottle vintages or even nice tawny, or you've got a serious you know vintage port to sit down and have with your cheeses, the dark cheeses.
2: Yeah, and, and then
0: after dinner, then you have your cognacs and your whiskies, and if you're lucky enough, you've got your hands on a bottle of the new Thommingate whiskies, which came out this year. Right. I think you spoke to Nick Ryan last year. Yes,
1: yes, I did yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he brought out new whiskies this year, and they've flown out the door for us. And it's a great quality pro- Limerick product. Yeah. I mean, the whiskey isn't Limerick itself, but this is a brand that we're built. He's building in Limerick. Yeah. Uh, and you can sit down, there, a nice glass of red breast. You know, um, sit by uh, the fire. And
1: it uh, can be oh, partial to, to a Sambuca with ice as well, can be nice, uh, depending oh, if that's your thing.
0: yeah, well, yeah. no flaming of the Sambuca, please. It no, no, not a good idea issues. on Christmas Day, yeah. no, that's for sure. Especially with the dogs yeah. around and the cats yeah. around, it can of leave the problems.
1: no the other thing that's making um, a, an increasing appearance at all times of the year, especially Christmas, is non-alcoholic wines, non-alcoholic beers, even non-alcoholic gins.
0: That's right, and they are all around the place, and they're great things for you want to join in with, you know, the party, but you're not drinking. You might be driving this, or, you know, you could be working the next day. You don't want to cause too many problems, so why not have a glass of, you know, have your non-alcoholic beers. The gin, the cedar gins we have in the shops, they're wonderful. It's got the same flavor structure as the gin, and, in fact, it can have a little more flavor, and you mix it with your nice elderflower tonic. Or just, I mean, one of my favorite. Uh, non-alcoholic drinks is this tonic water with a touch of elderflower cordial. Mm. And that's a lovely, refreshing drink. You have it with a size of lime and on some ice and just relax with that.
1: But I mean, is the wine decent? You know, non-alcoholic red and white wine?
0: Compared to what it was ten, fifteen 15 years ago, it is. They, the way that these wines are made is that they heat them up to uh, basically boil off the alcohol. Alcohol boils at 70.3% 70, 70. alcohol. Uh, Degrees, But what they're doing now, they're doing it in a vacuum. So there isn't as much damage done to the wines as they used to be. So there are some very, very nice ones out there. One we have in the shops at the moment is a French one called Pierre. And it's a fabulous Merlot in that, which would go very, very well with Christmas dinner. Is even a fabulous, a spectacular sparkling Chardonnay, which will drink so nicely. You know, you can sit down and enjoy that with everyone else around you, or just if you, you know, whatever's happening, you can enjoy it.
1: And and I have found, I mean, even the mainstream companies, the likes of Heineken, for example, you know, they have worked very hard on the taste of things like Heineken Zero, and it's not just them.
0: No, we're not going back to, you know, the old non-alcoholic beers, which tasted. After one or two, you just didn't like them. These are beers, which everybody's got them out there. Carlsberg, one of my favorites is the Moretti non-alcoholic. We've got um, a couple of good ciders as well. You've got Cronin's from Cork, which is non-alcoholic cider, uh, which drinks really, really nicely. I mean, there are so many variations out there. Yeah, absolutely. And a great value in them as well. And yeah. truthfully, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell
2: the
1: difference. Well, that's the thing. I mean, with, with yeah. that, I think that's absolutely key for people who don't want to, the alcohol content, but don't want something to taste rancid. You know, they, no. they still want it to taste right. And definitely, I think, you know, having tried some of them myself, I've been surprised at how uh, well they taste now compared to, to where they were. Um, Okay, well, listen, thank you for all that excellent advice, James Walsh, for Fine Wines. Can I also thank uh, you and all at Fine Wines for uh, your support as an advertiser of Live 95 in a very, very difficult and challenging year for the media and for us um, as well, and local, supporting local and, and all of that. And I hope you have a very happy Christmas.
0: Thank you very much, and a pleasure as always, sir. Take care.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's James Walsh there from Fine Wines in Limerick.